Welcome everybody to the Latinx Card Podcast, episode 38 or 39. I don't know. I'll fix it in post. It's and if I don't do, whatever, man. This, this, episode, this episode's scuffed. We're going to keep going. It don't matter. So, welcome everybody. Um, quick shout outs to our patrons on Patreon. Shout out to our sponsors on Patreon. Shout out to the Machine Gones. Shout out to Francis, creator of the Francis Suite. Shout out to Nick Schaefer. If you haven't reviewed ISS on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic, stop listening to the show. Not only go review our podcast, but go review Nick Schaefer's ISS right film. Right now. Shout out to Anonymous User number one. He um, secretly financed ISS. Shout out to Estevan Gonzalez, my number one favorite student. Shout out to CGF, bro. This guy is the host of all hosts, right? He got me into the Trippy Red Party. It was crazy. The Georgia Room. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Constantino. Shout out to Michael Baidu BJ The Plug. Shout out to Jeff Star, YouTube.com slash Not Bad Films. Shout out to Matt Diaz, my favorite Blue Belt student. And shout out to Harry McCarthy. He has guts from Berserk. He's wearing the Berserker armor. Right now. Uh, him and Skull Knight, they go battle to the death every single day. I am Skull Knight. I'm Skull Knight, and he's guts in the Berserker armor. All right. Thank you so much to everybody for tuning in for today's episode. We're going to continue from our last week's episode and go over the greatest of all time in each weight category, this time starting in middleweight, right? Uh, disclaimer, I believe we established we're keeping this to gi, yeah. right? Gi, under, yeah. So I, I think in the previous episode, we were like, oh, we'll get to ADCC. There's just too much variance, right? Yeah, yeah we're yeah. like, yeah, we're going to do gi and ADCC. Yeah, yeah. And, and then we were just like, yeah, the, the pan hands open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leandro Lowe with the spider guard. Leandro Lowe, uh, he has a really good spider guard. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> now we're only going to do um, gi athletes in these weight categories. So if you, feel left Gordon out, Ryan. if you feel left out, we'll, we'll get to you. Trust. So middleweight category, right? So this is, I believe, 181 pounds? 181 pounds with the gi. With the gi. Okay. Yes, sir. So this is going to be highly contested. I don't want to go first because mine is bugged out. Okay? Um, the greatest middleweight of, ahead, all time, of all time. Go ahead, The Jibani. greatest middleweight of all it. time is not going to be whispered. I'm, so here's the thing. Yeah, I know I, I'm going to get a lot of flag because people are going to be like, oh, tighten it up, bro, tighten it up, bro. Mika Kava, Mika yeah, Kava. Yeah. That's crazy. They have That's it. They don't have, they don't have the resume yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to put Marcelo in there just yeah. because he is who he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's done what he's done. His resume speaks for himself, not only as an athlete, but he's also produced a lot of great athletes athletes under him um and if when we're talking about all time he has the resume to prove it i have nothing else to say marcelo greatest middleweight of all time in the game what do you think Grahalis? so that's my second guess uh okay. because for like marcelo he's he's just won the most right like yeah, i'm pretty I think sure he's five, he has, time. he's five time yeah he's had a lot of success like uh, we're talking about like weight classes so we're not talking about like open weight or anything but i mean I, I still think that's relevant where he would like compete up and he'd do fairly well right and while a lot of people look at Marcelo and they, they'll bring him up in conversations like tiny dudes, like, oh, Marcelo, yeah, Marcelo. he's like 120 pounds and he's no. a fucking middleweight. Yeah. He's not a 120 pound man. And he was a short, stout guy. He's yeah. like one of those guys where like, you don't believe he's, he's 181 pounds, but then he, you feel him on top of him like, oh, this guy's yeah, 200 he, pounds. He's like, yeah. he's like my size. He's yeah. like a regular size human being. Yeah. But he's he, actually pretty short for his size. Yeah. It's just like he has like those giant thick legs. <laughs> he's got the thick legs all yeah. over. Creep Ray's coming out. Yeah, Creep Ray. Yeah. But... Like, he, he just has accolades. And we're not talking about ADCC and all that type of stuff, but, like, he's just an absolute beast. And it's very hard to to disagree with putting him as a, the GOAT. But I'm going to put myself as the GOAT, Anthony Grahalis. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the greatest middleweight gi athlete of all time. Wait, what weight What weight class did you win your American National Championship? Is that middleweight? Oh, is that middleweight? Yeah. That's case it. closed. It's done. Case closed. That's done. It's over. It's over. But Marcel is a very, very close runner. Very close. Second. Very close. So I'm going to be the contrarian. Oh, shit. That's now right. this is when we start bugging out. And this oh, is where, like, 
Ray's opinion is no longer valid because he actively contradicts himself between say, episodes. Taro Tolo is the greatest key athlete of all time. Mika Galvao, I hate you. You're a user. He's the greatest of all time. No, it's actually Tannen Dalpra. You're an idiot. So here's, here's the reason why, right? So I believe that Tannen Dalpra is the greatest middleweight of all time. So <laughs> I think he's the greatest middleweight of all time because if you look at the people that Tannen Dalpra has beat in these brackets in the past couple of years that um, Tannen Dalpra has had to compete in, they're extremely competitive. Right? It's not like he's beating jobbers. Everybody from the first match to the fourth or third match, it's crazy. Ronaldo Jr., Andy Murasaki, um, Tyro Tolo, Mika Gavao. Now, honestly, they're, like he hasn't beaten Ty- Tyro Tolo or Mika Gavao in competition. And yes, he did lose to Jensen Gomez. But he didn't like lose-lose to Jensen Gomez. If we went, shout out to the Fightcast episode. Shout out to patreon.com for slash podcast. He didn't lose lose that fight, right? He no, didn't get smoked it, and sunned in two, 20 seconds. No, he just got shut down. He got gamed out, um, lost by two advantages. Shout out to advantages. Shout out to the jujitsu's fake. Shout out to terrible rule systems. Yeah. But honestly, I, I believe that Tanin Dapa, he had a huge run in the last like two to three years, going 60 and 0 in professional IBGF competition. Yo, shout outs to. And one because he lost to Mika. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he actually lost to Mika and lost to somebody else. I forgot. But anyway, yo, shout out to the Mendes brothers fabricating that story. Be like 60 and 0, 60 and 0. Like, this motherfucker lost like twice already. It's like, <laughs> they were like 60 and 0 asterisks in IBGF competition, right? Yeah. Like, what a way to like build up that whole like story. Super fights don't count. Um, uh, I believe when the Brazilian Nationals in that same year, I think he was on his way to win a Grand Slam. I think he just didn't compete in Europeans earlier that year. But I think he won Pan Ams, um, uh, Brasileiros and was set to win the IBGF World Championship until he was defeated by Jensen Gomez. Yo, shout outs to Junior Ocasio for naming that the Triple Crown. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely not a thing, but it's definitely a thing now, right? So shout outs to the Double Crown Champion, Tanendalpa. Now, I believe that no one has been as dominant in that weight class. Quick break from our episode. If you'd like to continue to support us, we have Fightcast episodes released a week early on our Patreon. If you'd like to go subscribe, go to patreon.com forward slash Podcast. We put a lot of work into it. If you'd like to hear actual good and funny commentary, not none of that flow stuff, uh, check us out. Uh, subscribe. We have a couple of tiers. We have more special things coming out. Thank you. Back to our episode. Quick word from our sponsors. Thank you so much, CMB Cafe. They have the best food in the world. I don't eat anywhere else. Check out all of their coffee selection. They have a great tea selection. I recently had the tangerine chamomile tea. It is amazing. I also recently had the tomato, ginger, and sunchoke soup. Every single thing on the menu is the best thing I've ever eaten. Ali, thank you so much for supporting the show. Go to CMB Cafe located on 7th Street between Avenue A and Avenue B. Best food in the world. The best. Hey, everybody. A quick break from the show to talk about one of our sponsors, Show Your Roll. If you're just starting out, get yourself a Show Your Roll gi. I honestly got my blue belt and purple belt instantaneously once I put on a Show Your Roll gi. That is showyourroll.com. As Tiny Dapper in the last couple of years, right? Now, if we're talking about overall, sure, Marcelo Garcia definitely is like, I guess, the next name <coughs> in that list, right? But here's my reasoning as to why Marcelo Garcia isn't on top of that list. Who did he beat? Name one person he I beat. got you right now. No, I no, was no, just no, 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 no. Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm didn't asking, he beat Murillo? Murillo Santana? Yeah, Maybe. didn't he? They were both middleweights at the same time. I, he, wait, I don't know if Murillo Santana was a middleweight at the time Marcelo Garcia fought him. Um, because as far as I know, Murillo Santana 
typically competes at either he heavyweight be, or he middle did, heavyweight. He did, be, he did be Murillo there you in go. 2010. Over. All right, but Murillo's a jobber, bro. Okay, that's crazy. Murillo's a jobber. All right, that's crazy. So you want to know some so of the people he's beaten? Mundo right, Gonzalez. Right. No, but hold on, hold on. I would like to preface this that Giovanni had to research this. He's looking no, no, up no, no, on the no, Wikipedia. No, no. I was looking it up because as Ray was saying, Tyne and is the greatest of all time. Tyne and In the last couple of years, but Marcelo's been the greatest of all time. Of all time. Like, like, the, like, the reason uh, I was looking up is because I wanted to make sure I can pronounce these people's names right because okay. you're over here saying Tyne and this, Tyne and that. Look me in the eyes and name three people. Fernando Terere. Wait, Marcelo Marcelo Terere? You said fight. Are we talking about winning? Or winning? Fight? No, winning. Oh, well, I don't know that because he all, he wasn't com he wasn't an active competitor when I started. So all I did was like watch old YouTube videos. So I didn't know a lot of these people's other names. So if you want me to tell you the people that he's beat, he's beating he beat Claudio Calsans. Claudio Calsans. He's beaten as uh, Anthony said, Murillo. You can't use Murillo. He used that. Did he beat Tellas? He beat Eduardo Tellez. He beat Babalu. Right, everybody he beat Eduardo Tellez, bro. <laughs> Everyone beat Eduardo Tellez. That's, the, that's his He's game. He's a turtle master. <laughs> it's like, he beat the turtle master. I'm pretty sure I can beat Eduardo He's Tellez beaten, on advantages. He's beating Jake Shields. He's beating um, oh, Pablo Popovich. He's beating Robert Drysdale. He's beating Andre Galvao. He's beating Cyborg. He's beating Damian Maya. He's beating Gregor Gracie. He's beating... Has he, did he beat Low? All right. So uh, hold, okay, hold on, hold so on. Ray, Half of those are UFC fighters. They don't count. Right, we've already talked about like he's how like he's beating Lucas Leach. Oh man, but he's Lucas Leach was a lightweight. He was a lightweight. He's beating Vita Oliveira, Vita Estima. Like um, also, rewind the podcast. Ray, we're talking about Lucas Leach. It's like wait, the greatest Lucas, half guard player of all greatest time. Half guard player of all time. Also, Lucas Leach competed at middleweight like a fair amount, and also would compete up at super heavyweight because big fat guy sucks. He beat yeah. Leo Vieira. I mean, I don't know. I, I just beat. I just named a lot of people that we all know. No, uh, I understand. Okay, so here's okay, the okay. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> no, that's what you should half say. Those, like half those guys were MMA fighters, right? Jake Shields just doesn't count, right? What do you mean? Jake Shields just doesn't count. All he does all is of those people fought. I mean, Andre Gavall fought MMA, but he counts. All right, he beat Andre Gavall. I'll give you that one, right? <laughs> Andre Gavall is like a six-time world champion or whatever. That's a really impressive win, okay? Hey, but is it as impressive as Andy Morrison? <laughs> <laughs> he, he beat Claudio Calzans, and Claudio Calzans is an ADCC ADC winner. Yeah, but we're not counting ADCC. We're only counting IBGF well, World okay, Championship. Okay, okay, but we're talking— Also, he beat How many world championships does Andy Morosaki have? Does he have five? Matt, Andy Morosaki does not have any black oh, world hmm. championship. He also beat Pablo Popovich, and yeah, Pablo Popovich is like an ADCC veteran, right? Weapon X. I think that's what you used to call him. You used to call him Weapon X. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you Pablo Popovich just because he has huge biceps, and that's how you win any argument. <laughs> yeah, that's how you win any argument. People are like Pablo Popovich has like the greatest guillotine of all time. It's like, yeah, look at the fucking look size at, of his look arms. At, look at, his look arms. at him, bro. Oh, look he's, at him. he's beating your uncle, Henzo Gracie. Henzo Gracie's we're on crack. <laughs> he smokes I'm crack. I'm just. So was, I was. I was about to start naming people. <laughs> There's a lot of people who do recreational substances in our sport. Right. Yes, he beat Gabriel Gonzaga. Like I don't know, he's beating a lot of people, dog. All right. I still think it's Tyne and Dalbro. Okay. That's so fair. Respect. Respect. I still I'm think it's Tyne and Dalbro. I'm still wrong. No. And I don't apologize. And like, but look, like, if Tyne and Dalbro stays active and healthy, ask me in five years. And I, I think I give, I give Tyne in five years if he stays in the same, in, as consistent as he's been. And in five years, he can rack up about as much uh, accolades. And now you can make an argument, a better argument. But right now, he just doesn't have enough anything. Like, so, still young. One of the things that I kind of dislike about Tyne and Dalbro and about Marcelo Garcia in general is that... Their skin color. No, not their skin color. <laughs> but the fact that when you have an athlete who's dominating the scene as much as both of them, right? Typically, it doesn't let other athletes shine as much and they typically fall into the background of the era of that person, right? 
So a lot of these athletes that, that Marcelo Garcia did beat, they would have honestly had a lot more exposure. And that was before like the age of the internet, before like things weren't really viable. So all these people have like 100 million thousand followers, right? But I believe that athletes such as Andy Murasaki, such as Rolando uh, Jr., such as, uh, I guess, um, I mean, Tyra Toll is hugely famous because of his connection to his brother and because of his connection to one championship and on his own right, right? But I believe that these people would have been more successful and more famous if not for the dominating athlete in their category. And, and you can see that there are some similarities not only in that, the fact that they are in the same weight class, Marcelo had to deal with Terre. Terre was like his kryptonite where Tynan has to deal with Jensen. And that's it. I think to your point, that is very valid. And I think a lot of athletes missed that back in Marcelo's day. And now where in 2024, where you can be in a position like Jensen Gomez. And to be fair, he wasn't as known or he was his name wasn't as popular as somebody like Tynan until he beats him. And now he gets to yeah. really, you know, yeah. um, get the benefits of that where when Terra Ray beat Marcelo, like, yeah, people knew about it if you did jiu-jitsu, but at the same time, Marcelo's name was so much bigger that people didn't really care as much. Yeah, I, I think Marcelo definitely has his name out there, not specifically because, or rather, in due uh, part because of his post-athletic um, career, yeah. right? Because he opened up a very successful, successful school. He's known as, like, the perfect sensei, right? He's never done any wrong, right? Um, Angel Marcelo. Angel Marcelo. He's like the coveted golden child and, of jiu -Jitsu. And salute to him for, I think he beat cancer. Like, I think he was um, he was cleared of it, but he yeah. was sick. And he's doing much better now, so salute to him. Shout out to Marcelo, right? Okay, let's move on to middle heavy, okay? Oh, so, okay. the greatest middle heavy athlete of all time. Grahalis, who do you got? It's also me. Okay, word. <laughs> I've never won one match in middle heavy. <laughs> um, Galvao. I don't know why I said that. Okay. I just feel that way in my heart. Okay, Galvao. What about you, Giovanni? <sighs> I have two. Low. It's a tie. It's a tie? Okay. It's a tie between Low and Hamalo Baha. Okay. Why is it a tie between Low and Hamalo Baha? Because Low has... I, I didn't choose him in lightweight and middleweight, and I have to put him somewhere. Yeah, it's so weird. Okay. That's the thing yeah. with Low. It's like, so, where are you going to put him? Also, he's won most of his Gi World titles in medium heavy, so that really Oh, was, really? Yeah, so that's really what uh, kind of cemented it for me. He, I think he's won... A, he really made his name at lightweight because that's when he was killing it in Copa Podio and all yeah. that. Um, but it per the internet, he's won most of his championships in medium... His Gi World championships in medium heavy. Um, Hamalo Mahal is who he is very similar to what Marcelo has done he's like opened up a school he's you know Felipe Pena came out of school Gabriel Arges um guy with the nice hair I forgot his name he opened up a school too but Edwin Najmi um so Hamalo Bahao being who he is it was hard to choose between them so they're both gonna be it's a tie okay how about you I'm going to have another contrarian opinion. Oh. This man has never won an IBGF World Gi Championship. But He's going to say my name again. I have many arguments as to why he is the greatest medium-heavy athlete of all time. Right? Medium-heavy Gi athlete medium of all time. Medium-heavy Gi athlete oh of all time. IBJJF World Gi athlete. He's going to say Keenan like an idiot. Shout-outs to 
Keenan Cornelius. What a fucking doofus. <laughs> Shout out to Keenan Cornelius. Keenan is a why. slave of Leandro Lowe. Here, yes, he <laughs> From is. From beyond the grave. Yes, Leandro Lowe is a necromancer, still enslaved Keenan Cornelius. So here's the thing, right? I watched the last match that Keenan Cornelius ever had at an IBJF World event, and it was his match versus Leandro Lowe. Yeah. And Leandro Lowe had one of the most genius, right, plans to shut down Wormguard, right? Which he would, like, play the very far guard, arms forward, Toriando passing threats, right? Didn't let um, Keenan near his lapels or even, like, get, like, a good angle on him. Yeah. Also, play to the edge of the mat. Before that, I completely forgot that you could play the surroundings of the mat. Like, to play, like, the environment, right? Because yeah. most people want to stay in the middle. Most people don't want to go out of bounds. Um, Leandro Lowe, if he was caught in Wormguard, he would like start spazzing out and the ref would have to restart him and they wouldn't get Keenan his like Wormguard grip because they didn't understand it and they just didn't want to do it. I remember that match because every time they weren't near the, it, like he wasn't in the lasso, he'd be tired. He'd give you yeah. the, the drowsy look and as soon as Keenan tie him up, energy, That's Red it. Bull. Yeah. yeah, It was crazy. Kill so, yeah. so here's part, there's two reasons why I believe that Keenan Cornelius is the greatest of all time middle heavy athlete, right? One, is because it's innovation to, to jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. He is probably one of the most innovative, if not the most innovative, grapplers of all time, right? Of all time, mm -hmm. right? And ju judo's been around for close to 100, 150 years. They never thought of using the lapels this way, right? Ju Gis, just in general, have been around for thousands of years, and they never thought, never thought about using this way. Now, of course, like jiu-jitsu as like a sport, sport specific. Like when is ever somebody ever going to be like, oh, let's play a specific game where I'm lying on my back and you try to get around my legs, right? Yeah. Of course, That's they were wearing geese say. just for clothes, for right. samurai warrior fights. Like if somebody's coming out with your sword, you're not going to wrap their lapel around their sword, right? Yeah. I, I understand. But no one has changed the sport or had a bigger impact on the actual physical sport of jiu-jitsu than Keenan Cornelius. How much worm guard do you play? I play a fair bit. But I only He's play lying. no. That's not lying because I don't play worm guard against you because you typically like to pass on your knees when I try to get my nah, collar. He, he, he's on you. tried that worm shit on me. I'm like, nah, we're not doing this. Though. I play it on all the truck bud brothers. Oh, right? okay. Because it's the only way that I can slow him down. Because shout out to Keenan Cornelius who said when he was sparring with JT Torres, he could not slow him down in his guard, no matter what he did. So that's what implored okay. him to um, create worm guard in the first place. That is the only way I can shut up, um, stop any of the truck butt brothers. Okay. Shout outs to Bezablo. Shout outs to Murder Mike. Shout outs to uh, pretty, time world champ. pretty Jeremy Grasso. Shout outs to all of them, right? Because I cannot stop them unless I wrap my lapels around their around their legs. And and while, you know, Keenan did not win any black belt world titles, I believe he was one of the first, if not the first person to win the triple crown at brown belt. So yeah. I think like that's no, he, where... Uh, the Grand Slam. The Grand Slam, yes. Yeah. Um, and that, that's where um, that came from, I believe, that title, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that was less bugged out than your previous take, and that argument's very valid. Like, he's but, definitely had an impact. Like, think about all the change and all the impact that he's had without winning the world title, where there's a lot of world champions that you don't even fucking remember, and they yeah. did nothing for the sport. So I, I actually think that's a pretty, so pretty I'm, valid one. I'm going to hate on Keenan. Okay, give me one more chance. To like say why okay. Keenan's the greatest, okay. and then you can hit on him as much as you <laughs> okay. want. Keenan Cornelius, right, entered that same tournament and entered the absolute division as well. He also beat one of the greatest athletes in the, the sport. One? Yeah, that's the same oh. year. He beat one of the greatest athletes, basically of all time right now, right? Um, in Nicholas Margali, right? Because mm -hmm. Nicholas Margali, he shows up at random competitions and he starts sunning people, right? He, he sons this person, sons that person, sons Victor Hugo, sons everybody, right? He sons Leitch? Yeah, son Leitch, son, son Bouchesha, right? Sons all these people, right? 
But the one person who actually managed to get an honest victory about him in the IBGGF rule set, which is one of Nicholas Mergali's best rule sets, was Keenan Cornelius. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a match that, if you look at it, is a very technical match. Keenan won that match. And Keenan said that one of the main reasons why he wasn't able to win any other match after that was because he was too tired after finding Nicholas Mergali. Yes. He basically gave it his all. He was like, no, I found Nicholas Mergali, the guy who was supposed to win the tournament for 10 full minutes, sometimes even more. And I couldn't do any more. Right? And that's completely fair, bro. You yeah. you fight like the best guy in the bracket and that's it. Now you have to fight all like the, the second best guys. That's that's a lot to ask. I think that I, you said very technical match. That was like if you want to show somebody what technical at the highest level yeah. was because Min Nicholas Mergali had like a shit ton of advantages in that match. Yeah. So there was a lot of action by both of them. It wasn't like a stale match the whole time, but yeah. it wasn't like explosiveness. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, Grahalas, now you can hit on my boy. Okay. So number one, to say that the number your strongest argument for Keenan winning is because he won one match against one person. Yes. That's like saying that Buster Douglas is the greatest boxer of all times because he yeah, beat there's Mike Tyson. There's an argument for that. There is no argument for that. There's it's an argument that's for that. preposterous. <laughs> that's preposterous. Okay. Okay, but so hold that's on. That's totally ridiculous. The Buster Douglas one is a complete like that was a fluke. Okay? That was a fluke. He it, there is footage of somebody counting like with their hands the count on the Buster Douglas knockout yeah. and him getting to like thirteen, right? Okay. The ref obviously had a late count. Buster Douglas has an argument for him being okay. knocked out. The same is not said for the Keenan Cornelius Nicholas Mergali match. He beat Mergali soundedly, right? He didn't choke him out in 30 seconds. But he made it he, sound like he sunned him. He did kind of sun him. Oh. I, I guess in terms of like what sunning is in jiu-jitsu, like he, he didn't let him score. Yeah. Right? He nullified his ability to pass the guard. Yeah. Sunning him is killing his stupid ass. Oh, sure. it's not sure. yeah. flying Here's, kill a team. Okay. It's like you hit the, it's not like, oh, I hit two points on him and then he couldn't score on me. Then that means I sunned us <laughs> who fucking sent my ass to the ER because I scored two points on his ass too. And I fucking crawled off the mats at the end of it. Like yeah. that's not sunning someone. In, 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 in anyone's opinion. That's crazy. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, all right, this part I'm not sure about. You were talking about his last match with Leandro Lowe. Was that actually at Medium heavyweight that they did that at? No, they... They did that? That was heavyweight, No, no, no. That was medium heavy. That was medium heavy? Yeah. Okay. Well, then never mind. That argument's out the window. But I don't care. That argument is ridiculous. This argument is ridiculous. And also your prior argument is also ridiculous because you're talking about these are the greatest of all times. They have the strongest accolades. They have the, the greatest claim to domination. And then you're like, oh, yeah, he won one match. Yeah, he had a cool worm guard system. That's crazy. Yeah, but... Okay. These other athletes in the medium heavy category, as far as I'm concerned, I've already given like Leandro Lowe the greatest of all time, and I believe lightweight, right? Yes. But so I have to, I can't give him twice, right? Or at least I don't believe I can give it to him in two weight categories. <clears throat> I believe that Keenan Cornelius's influence in competitive gi jiu jitsu, right? His influence cannot be matched by any other athlete. If you look at the way that he played worm guard and the way that competitive jiu jitsu was played for the next Six to eight years afterwards, it's it's completely influenced by him. I feel Every like I feel like that argument is even more true. Not for another medium heavy, but for Marcelo. When Marcelo's like, oh, he changed the way that people think about seatbelts. He changed the way people think about single leg X. The, about the way they think about X and all these types of things like wrestling up, arm traps, all these types of stuff were things that Marcelo did. A lot of the types of things that are becoming extremely popular now in the Nogi scene, in the instructionals, blah, blah, blah. Oh, why is, why is Gordon Ryan so good? And it's like, oh, well, Gordon Ryan's, you know, quote, unquote, this is reductive. He's, quote, unquote, just doing what Marcelo did plus leg locks. I feel like that's way more true of, of Marcelo Garcia. 
no, just I don't think so. you're making. I don't think so. I think some athletes owe their specific success in terms of like the jiu-jitsu games they were able to apply and then use the success in uh, competitive jiu-jitsu to Kenny Cornelius, i.e. Eric Muniz or the <coughs> Muniz brothers, right? If you look at Eric Muniz, sure, he has his own jiu-jitsu flair and everything, but he reached a ton of success. Even Diego Pato, right? He re- they both reached a ton of success utilizing a lot of these lapel systems that would not have been created or even introduced into Brazilian jiu-jitsu if not for Kenny Cornelius. Eric Muniz is a good argument because Eric Muniz is a current three-time world champion. Yeah. So, And he's won a lot of his matches using those same lapel systems, right, that Kenny Cornelius introduced into the meta. And if he hadn't, who knows if these people would have had the similar success. Right, yeah. I don't think you can point to Marcelo Garcia being like, oh, because Marcelo Garcia used a seatbelt grip, you know, Leandro Lowe was then able to win two world championships. No, wait, everyone wait, wait, plays seatbelt now. Wait, wait, but if you're gonna say influence, when you hear Butterfly Guard, what's the first name that comes to your head? That's not Adam Warzynski, it's Marcelo. So in, in terms of like innovating and guards, like Marcelo did popularize butterfly guard. So yeah, but just who, leave Marcelo out of this right. argument. He's in the other way class. Go okay. shit on everybody. Okay. So I believe Kenny Cornelius is the greatest of all time, specifically because his, uh, his contributions to competitive jiu-jitsu via the lapel systems that he used. <laughs> this is just anti-Brazilian bias by Raimundo. Yeah, Ray is just, yeah, Ray is just on the so American. Let me, he's, hey. like, he's like, he's a white guy with blonde hair. He's American. <laughs> he's the greatest of all times. And then the heavyweight greatest of all times is Adam Morzinski. <laughs> So I spoiled it. I spoiled this heavyweight pick. Let me tell That's you why I believe Keenan Cornelius has been done wrong by the IBG, uh, by the Jiu-Jitsu yeah, community, there we right? Go. So when because he's not a steroid abuser, when he first came out with the lapel system, right? Everybody was like, "That's not real Jiu-Jitsu. How could he do this? We should make this illegal. We should ban it. This is ruining Jiu-Jitsu. No one should do this. If I see you doing this in class, you're gonna run through the gauntlet and not get promoted." It was crazy. And now you see every Brazilian and their mom doing it, right? Now it's taught in, like, regular classes. Now you have guys like, um, what's that guy? He's married to Natalie de Jesus. Um, uh, Manuel Hibomar. Manuel Hibomar. He, he released a whole instructional on, like, his own, like, take on, like, the lapel system, right? Yeah. You have these guys doing lapello platas, lapel guards, squid guards, reverse tele squid, Polish, uh, squ- Polish worm rider, all of this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And... All of it is owed to Keenan Cornelius. Now, he's not collecting royalty checks off these motherfuckers, but he was heavily persecuted for, for inventing it, right? People were like, Keenan Cornelius ruined jiu-jitsu. And then at the same time, he's the reason why a lot of these athletes, Brazilian athletes, right, um, had as much competitive success as they did. I think he was done completely wrong, right? Okay. Now, we're going to move on to the heavyweight category, okay? Heavyweight. My favorite heavyweight athlete of all time uh, Wait, favorite or, or, or... Oh, greatest of all time. Greatest. Right. I actually think I got it wrong. I was about to say Bernardo Faria until he... I think he was a super heavyweight. Yeah. I think so. Okay, so I'm going to have... You're going to have to come back to me. What about you, Jovan? My favorite heavyweight? Yeah, your or, favorite or, heavyweight. No, my favorite. Uh, the greatest heavyweight your of greatest all time hev- is Hodger Gracie. 10-time world champion. Like, that's oh, it. Word. That's it. Okay. I, uh, thought he, I thought he competed at a heavyweight class in heavyweight. Uh, yeah, I thought he was like ultra heavy or something. I thought he was like 250. I'm, I'm, unless he made a me- the mega cut. All right, let me, let's... Kit, pull up the information on Kit, the screen pull, right now. Yeah. Put it up on the Spotify. Put it up, put it up, it up on the screen. No, 100 kilos is super heavy. Yeah, and then, 220. Okay. So, no, so he... If 100 kilos is super heavy, then no, nah, he's super heavy. Um, Roger Gracie? Yeah. Okay. Ultra heavy would be... 
like Victor Hugo. Yeah, yeah every, that, everything above like yeah, 235 yeah, yeah. pounds, I think. Um, so, yeah, no, if we're talking about heavy, he's going to be my favorite. Uh, my Wait, so Hodger Gracie is a heavyweight? As far That's what they have it on the okay. internet. They have him under the 100 kilos category, which is the heavyweight, but that... I thought heavyweight was like 198. Yeah. I thought oh, that's was 100 also, kilos oh, then, is like, two, is like all right, 220. Then heavyweight, then heavyweight would be 94 kilos. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then that now that we got that sorted out, Rodolfo Vieira. Oh, word. Okay. Um, Rodolfo Vieira, and I would give it to Marigali, but I think that um, I'm going to just go with Vieira. Just again, resume. I'm going to continue to use that same logic if I, got it, if I use it for Marcelo, like spin around. No. I'm going to go with my boy, Nicholas Marigali. That's fair. Nick Marigali. He's going to pick everyone who has the most Instagram followers for the last two years. Before Ray says his reasoning, I will say that the only... That I was going to pick Marigali um, solely based on the fact that y'all let him do three weeks and go into pans and house everybody who's been active. And it's it's not like he just went in there and like had a hard time. He went and housed all y'all. So, I mean, I guess that's a pretty fair pick. So... I believe that the greatest of all time in terms of heavyweight is Nicholas Marigali. One, because that elevates Keenan Cornelius' prestige. Because he's white. <laughs> and two, because just like um, Giovanni said, okay, if we talk, go back to the conversation about sunning everybody, Nicholas Marigali goes into competition and suns everyone. There's no question. Yeah. It's like, what does There's sunning no look like? He is sunning them. Go, go to... Any Nicholas Marigali flow grappling fight and he just suns his opponent. He kills them. Yep. Kills them, right? He doesn't win by two advantages. Mortal, win, he wins yeah. by Mortal Kombat. He wins by Mortal Kombat fatality. Like that right? Keenan match was an anomaly. Yeah. Like that that, that's that, why. Yeah. That's why I think Keenan deserves his flowers, right? But Nicholas Marigali, he goes into every single match, loop chokes everybody, triangles them, like arm bars them. It's crazy. He's He also got disqualified for giving uh, somebody the finger in the match yeah. once. Yeah. Like the, which is, you know, it's, Cra- that's crazy. That's just crazy. Funny. He, that's crazy. No, you know what? I changed mine. Nicholas Mergali is so, the greatest of all time. <laughs> if, 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 all right, time for race story time, right? So He's I believe friends, best friends with Nicholas Mergali. This is in the quarterfinals of the IBGF Worlds a few years ago. I don't believe it was in the finals, right? But this is in the quarterfinals of the IBGF Worlds a few years ago. And what happened is that Nicholas Mergali wins the match. He wins. Yeah. And then somebody in the crowd starts flipping him off, starts saying, like, whatever to him, right? And You're then in, re- in reaction, Nicholas Murugali starts to curse this guy out as well, starts to flip him off while still on the mat. And then during the, the end of the match, the referee and the IBGF like announced over the mic, like, Nicholas Murugali, you have been disqualified, right? And this is when Nicholas Murugali was the heavy favorite to not only win that division, but also... Does absolute because he was scheduled to fight in the final of that absolute two, that same he had year. The two finals coming up exactly like the that day or the next day or whatever. Exactly. However stupid thing they do it. So because Nicholas Muragali was set to fight in the finals of these two um, world championships, people had believed that he was the favorite to win because I believe he was scheduled to fight in the absolute against Victor Hugo, right? And nobody I had Victor so. Hugo winning that match. No. Okay. So everybody was like. Everybody was like, I guess, confused as to why they not only disqualified him um, from the absolute, but why they felt also disqualified. I'm sorry, sorry. I have my uh, my words mixed up. People felt justified in disqualifying from his division because that's where the match took place. Mm-hmm. But people also didn't feel justified in disqualifying him in the absolute, a match that had yet to take place. Yes. So 
they read the rules and like the rules literally say like if you get disqualified for whatever for whatever flagrant uh, technical foul against your opponent, you are disqualified from the entire competition, right? Yeah. You are barred from competing from that specific competition, which is why they had to disqualify him from the absolute as well. So when that came out, there were like people were like, oh yeah, whatever. But they still felt it was unfair to Nicholas Marigali, and Nicholas Marigali also felt that it was unfair, specifically because just like Keenan Cornelius when he shook his finger down at the IBGF stamp and was like suspended from competition, or whatever. Nicholas Mergali was like, okay, so people can sh say obscenities to me while I'm competing, and I just expect you to take it? Like, what level of sportsmanship am I really supposed to have, you know? And that's a fair point, you know, but at the same time, I also do expect, like, yeah, don't go running into the stands um, for over Santos mode, right? Uh, yeah. Shout-outs to the GOAT with the AK across his chest. So, Nicholas Mergali, I feel, was done dirty in that capacity, right? Yeah. But... Bro, he's been sunning people left and right. They had to they had to bar him from competition in order to stop him from winning. Yo, three weeks is all he had to go at the highest level to beat motherfuckers that, that just won Europeans. Yeah. That's crazy to Crushed me. Crushed him. I will him. give it to uh, honorable mention to Hadolfo Vieira, right? He was sunning everybody as well. Oh, for right? sure. But I don't like his recent UFC competition, right? Or at least his recent, recent I thought UFC this was about IBJJF geek competition. What, well, do, what know, are we doing? You know Ray conflates and he... You so know. it's like, this is like Ray's like, yeah, we don't have enough time. We're only going to talk about IBJJF recent competitions. Where number one... Adolfo Vieira and his MMA matches. His MMA matches suck. And, and then last episode, all we did was talk about <laughs> all these idiots in their MMA careers. Especially like uh, Michelini and uh, Dern and stuff like yeah. that. We were just talking about MMA. So this is stupid. Yeah. Anyways, it's Sean so, J. Ribeiro is the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. Sean J? He has five chips at heavyweight. That's salute. it. Salute. That's no, it. I think Nicholas Maragalli will son. Zanjay. That's not Zanjay what the greatest Gabriel. of all times means. No. The, the best of all times <laughs> and the greatest of all times are thing. different. Here's the thing. In this, they competed in the same ADCC. We're not talking about ADCC. <laughs> okay. If, we're, we're literally, if we're we talking, said it, rewind the episode. If so we're talking about one-on-one, right? Yeah. Tynan beats Marcelo. Yeah. In Marcelo's prime. Yeah. yeah. Marcelo's still the greatest of all time. Yeah. yeah. And um, we've established that for you, Keenan's the greatest of all time. Yeah. But who, who was my favorite? Um, you said as uh, medium low, heavy? Medium heavy. Yeah. Low and Hamilo Bahao? Yeah. yeah. They're, bo they're both be Keenan. So, they both no, be no, Keenan. No, 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 no. Uh, at least Low will. I don't know about Hamilo, but Low will be Keenan. Low beat Keenan a million, million times. times. A million <laughs> times. <laughs> Keenan can't beat Low right now. So, Have the rematch. So, yes. Um, whoever you chose will be. Yeah. But, Shanjay. Yeah. But Shanjay? guess what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. Shanjay is times. the greatest. It's not who's the best. It's who's the greatest. I don't think Shanjay is the greatest. Fair. Why not? Well, why, okay. He won five times. That's it. <laughs> five is bigger than not five. You know how to do that math? How many times did uh, Marigali win? <laughs> two. Okay. Two is smaller than five. <laughs> Case closed. True. That's it. True. All right. We all have our opinions, Gonzalez, and sometimes we're wrong. Okay. Sometimes you're wrong. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's very humble of you to admit that on the pod. All right. So let's move on to super heavyweight. My greatest of all time super heavyweight athlete is, um, what's his face? Bernardo Faria. All right. Let's, let's thank you guys for tuning in. We're done with this episode. He didn't say Bernardo Faria. Bernardo Faria is the greatest um, super heavyweight athlete of all time. Okay. One, because up until I was like a blue belt, right? Or up until I was like a purple belt, I was like a staunch like half guard player. I loved half guard. That's like one of my highest scoring positions in competitive jiu-jitsu. And you know what? I learned a lot of it from Bernardo Faria's half guard system. I learned how synergistically it worked with over underpass. So I started doing over underpass as well. Right. And um, Bernardo Faria is also an absolute well, a world champion in the same year. I think he good double golded that year. Right. I think so. Yeah. So shout out to Bernardo Faria. Greatest 
super heavyweight of all time. I think he also beat um, what's his face? Uh, very very prominent after it's either one of the he heroes. Beat, didn't he beat um Rodolfo? He, I think he beat Rodolfo Vieira. I actually do think he I also think he, beat Leandro Lowe. But this, I think he beat Leandro he Lowe beat when like Leandro Lowe twice. Lowe yeah. had uh he was undefeated and I think within two years and his yeah. losses came both to Bernardo Faria. That, yeah. that was Kryptonite for sure. Yeah. So shout outs to Bernardo Faria for beating one of the goats that we have on our list, Leandro Lowe. But also I will give this to Leandro Lowe. I think he beat like lightweight Leandro Lowe. I think he beat like pre steroid Leandro Lowe. Maybe yeah. So it, it, was, it was in the absolute. So for yeah. sure it had to be. That. So shout outs to Bernardo Faria. Shout out to BJ Fanatics. Yo, BJ Fanatics, if you would like to sponsor one of these episodes and have an ad read on Latinx Card Podcast, please reach out to us on Instagram. We'd love to read for your ads. Bernardo Ferrer, I love you. Okay. So I thought we were doing greatest of all times. Now, who do we have the most fan fiction written about of all times? Because these are all racial. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's my favorite because she's pretty. Also, by the way, we haven't done any female athletes for like the last four oh, way categories. Yeah, no, so we stopped doing them for this episode, but we can go back retroactively. Okay, word, do, yeah. yeah. But okay. we did all of them for last episode. That's true. Okay, so that'll be the addendum. But my point is, that's ridiculous. Hadra Gracie is the greatest gi athlete ever. It, like, it's super heavyweight. No, that's any not true. weight class. That's Lee, not true. We'll, we'll take him out of the time machine and he'll kill anyone in the gate ever, including Marigali right now. No, and you know what? Yes, that is your true. argument. No, we have our biggest argument to come up, which is Hodger Gracie versus you know who, the 13 time champ. And, and he, Hodger Gracie beat him. Yeah, he I killed him. He did. He did. He, <laughs> what are you, what I was are just you about saying? to say that. Like, this is like a, it, without that match, you can make the argument, yeah, maybe he's not the greatest. Yeah, yeah. But he took some time off. He said, yo, I've been doing so, MMA. And then he came yes. into the gate and beat. There, there's yeah, no human who, being who has ever lived who could put on a jacket and not get choked to death by Hodger Gracie. Hodger Gracie would kill all of them. That's, Every that's single one of them. That's that is true. true. You got some fucking ancient grappler from Genghis Khan's <laughs> army, the Golden Horde. He would kill him too. When you he have would kill the, all of them. When you have arguably the greatest right now saying that Hodger is the greatest, then I don't know. You might have all to... Right. So, are you, are you also on the Hodger Gracie dick riding train? So, first, first, of all, first of all, I don't dick ride. Okay. But yes, yes. <laughs> the only the only argument you can make against Hodger Gracie is that his mom is Gracie, so his last name shouldn't be Gracie; it should be Garcia, or wherever the fuck his dad's name is, Gomez. Okay, <laughs> so Hodger Gomez. So this, this is my it argument. Hit the same. It doesn't hit the same as to why Hodger Gracie is not the greatest overall athlete of all time. Because right? I don't do his moves. No. Wait. So if we were to skip forward a little bit, right, and to go into the ultra heavyweight category, my um, top hev- uh, ultra heavyweight athlete of all time is um, a Marcus Buchecha Almeida, right? It has to be Buchecha, right? Because he has 13 rings. Mm-hmm. That's it. 13 is bigger than 10, right? Sure. Yeah. So on that alone, he's better than Hunter Gracie. He has, <laughs> but he we're has not more wrong. absolute wait. world titles than Hunter Gracie. Wait, are we talking about... Wait, what are we talking about now? Okay, okay, okay. Are we talking okay. about super okay. heavyweight? We're oh, talking yes. about Bernardo Faria. <laughs> yes, hold on. So, yeah, but you guys wanted to have this conversation. This is the, this is the biggest conversation yes. that all old heads and all competitive heads have in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's Hodger Gracie versus uh, Marcus Almeida. Okay, so right? he's 13 so, over 10, but what he's else? 13 over 10, okay. Also, it's not even like 13 championships in uh, ultra heavyweight. It's six, um, or it's uh, seven weight categories and then six absolute categories, yeah, right? Yeah. So he has six absolute world titles over Hodger Gracie's five, right? 
Six is bigger than five in the absolute. Six is bigger than five. But one is bigger than zero. Wait, wait, but you're... And Hajjo ha- Crazy smoked them. So here's the thing. Wait, wait, and here's where I use, use your logic against you. You said that we're talking specifically about competitive accolades. Not if we get the Punjabi time pit, right? And no, just throw them in there. There was no Punjabi time pit. They actually fought in okay. real life. <laughs> but those six are now mine because I beat you. So now I'm an 11 times. Fuck that. Like, what so <laughs> here's also the thing, right? At the time that Bushesha fought Hajjo Gracie, Marcus Almeida Bushesha was a seven-time world champion, right? He wasn't the 13-time world champion, So, right? Okay. So he evolved, right? And I would say, I would use the Floyd Mayweather-Manny Pacquiao argument where Hadra Gracie fought Marcus Bushesha at the wrong time. And Hadra Gracie was retired for like two fucking years when he did <laughs> that longer. I think it might have been longer than he that. He came off of the couch, hung over, <laughs> and loop choked this man to death like he was a white belt. He actually he took- didn't loop choke him. Whatever. I will give you this. If we actually are... Talking about that match, yeah, Hadra Gracie did stun him, right? Completely shut it down the the, the Bushesha like he takedown said, Your system. soul is mine. Yeah, and then pulled guard in the most beautiful way. He pulled to basically side guard. He pulled to back control basically, yeah. right? That was crazy. If we talk about any way to pull guard, that is the way you pull guard. You pull guard to back control, right? Yeah. That's what he did. <laughs> he was... pulled guard halfway into an arm drag. I don't understand like how Marcus Almeida was supposed to win that match, right? Because if you give somebody half well, of an arm he drag, he should have won the match by being the greatest of all time. What's the, no. what's the, what's yeah. that next? Okay. What's our what, next weight? It's ultra heavyweight. Oh, it's ultra heavyweight. Right, I'm gonna go with Buchecha. It's Buchecha. It's of course yeah. Buchecha. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Buchecha. Of course it's Buchecha. Buchecha, right? ultra heavyweight. Go, go. He beat everybody. Pound for pound, not go. Joao Hosha, who's 300 pounds, smoked him. Right, he smoked him. Marcus Buchecha, like just smoked Adolfo Vieira, like time and time again. Like Adolfo Vieira was a, uh, I forget, one of you guys is a. Uh, Greatest heavyweight athletes of all time or whatever. Marcus, he's pretty kind of small versus Bichetra. No, I understand. But still smoked him, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, like Every single time spanked him. And this is when Adolfo Vieira was also winning absolute world titles yeah. and was spanking everybody. But he, uh, apparently the kryptonite to him was Bouchesha. Yeah. Bouchesha would spank Adolfo Vieira every Didn't single time. Didn't Bouchesha beat uh, Bernardo Faria? Did they have a match? I think, I believe I so. Like yeah, yeah. I believe so. And I believe he smoked him. Yeah. Quick break from our episode to give a shout out to our sponsor, you, if you would like to have your ad read on the Latinx Card podcast, or if you know somebody else who would like to have an ad read on the Latinx Card podcast, reach out to us on Instagram at Latinx Card Podcast. If you are a Patreon subscriber and you would like an extra shout out to the show, maybe a call out, maybe a super fight opportunity, please reach out to us at patreon.com forward slash Latinx Card Podcast. We love all the support, but if you would like to have an extra 30 seconds on the pod dedicated specifically for you, go to patreon.com forward slash Latinx Card Podcast, and let's see what we can work out. Hello, everybody. This is MK, a huge fan of the Latinx Podcast. If you would like to be part of the show and do a recording, including, but not limited to, intros, ad reads, and shout-outs, Consider going to patreon.com forward slash Latin podcast and subscribe to the Chingong of the Year tier. You'll get all the benefits of the previous tiers, such as early episodes, uncut edits, and shout outs on the show. And you get to be in my spot right now. Fame never felt so good. Be part of the show today. Patreon.com forward slash Latin podcast. Quick break from our episode. We humbly request that you pause this episode right where you are and go review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Also, if you have, we'd love to hear what you think. Go to Instagram at Latinescard Podcast and comment on our most recent post and tell us what you think about today's episode. Tell us what you think about all the episodes, whether you like or hate. We really appreciate all of the 
support that we get on any of our platforms. Again, please remember to rate this episode on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or leave us a comment on Instagram at Latinx Guard Podcast. We truly appreciate all the engagement that we can get from you guys. Thank you so much. Back to the episode. So, Bouchesha... How did, how did Bouchesha do against Hadra Gracie? He got submitted. He got submitted! He got submitted in under 15 minutes because I believe it was like a weird like 15-minute match or 20-minute match or whatever, but he... But, Hadra Gracie did submit. That's like a six-minute match. Bushesha. Like, I think no. it ended in like six minutes. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't go over like 10, 12 minutes. I think it did. All right, whatever. But whatever. He, what I'm trying to say is that Hadra Gracie did submit Marcus Bushesha within time regulation. Okay. Okay. It wasn't. Didn't go over until like EBI overtime where he started into an armbar. Right. Overtime's fake. Overtime I say that, is fake. I say that as someone who's lost every match that's gone to overtime. That <laughs> 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 shit didn't count. Even though I was walking around with my arm like this, like a yeah. T-Rex for two weeks. Doesn't count. I still believe that Marcus Bouchesha is a, is a higher GOAT status than Hadra Gracie. Ah. Okay, well, you're wrong. No, well, I'm not thanks wrong. For, I'm thanks not for wrong. coming to the podcast. 13 Thank is you bigger guys than, for subscribing. 13 is bigger than 10. 6 is bigger than 5. Uh, so? Submission is bigger than not submission. Yeah. <laughs> what are you he beat him. <laughs> so, wait, hold on. So, you're saying that anybody who beats anybody else in any other weight category, that's it? They're a better a competitive athlete than them overall. No, but if you're gonna make, if you're gonna say that the, to more world titles, like the only counter to the more world titles is that yeah. well, I beaten you, so your world title doesn't matter. The reason you won those world titles is because you didn't fight me at the finals of all those world titles. Because if it were the finals of all the world titles, this so, is what would have happened. Especially when you have like relatively similar accolades, and it's yeah. like, oh, who's better? This guy, this guy. They both have it. It's kind of similar. It's like one has five, one has four. Oh no, maybe they should fight, and we could figure <laughs> it out. Oh, Hadra Gracie beat him. Wait, oh, so well, using that logic, over. using that logic, right? You're gonna stretch it. You're gonna say, well, what Bert, if, what if no one, some guy never competed ever? He came out and he killed, <laughs> he killed Gordon Ryan. Does that mean he's better than Gordon Ryan? I mean, if he killed him, yeah. If he I killed guess. him, yeah, I guess. No, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that Bernardo Faria beat Leandro twice, right? Sure. And Leandro is one of the greatest athletes of all time, for sure, right? Five, five weight class world champion, yeah, right. Yeah. Beat everybody, yeah, right. You're gonna tell me that Bernardo Faria is a more of a goat than um than Leandro Lowe? No, I mean you're telling me that, you're no. telling me that Bernardo Faria is more of a goat than fucking Hadra Gracie for no reason because you like half guard. <laughs> no, so, it's uh, like, not Hadra Gracie. Oh, um, whatever. No, but that's also because Leandro Lowe has a like his resume. It's not just the, those matches. Like he's also he did things at different weight classes. <laughs> the innovation of the game. Wait, so yes, in, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Buchecha, but when they fought, one, Hodger was coming off of a longer layoff, so he was the underdog. Two, he like Hodger already established himself, so it was like if Michael came back and, pl and, and played LeBron. It's like the two greatest of all times, and we saw what happened. So in that, they both have accolades, they both have the resume, so the only count, like I'm not, you're not wrong, in 12 is bigger than 10, 6 is higher than 5. But the only counter to that is, yeah, the only way you can solve it, or who is the better one of them? They fight, and when they did, so, yes, in theory, you could make the argument that Bernardo is the better grappler than Leandro Lowe. I'm going to make the argument that Lowe is better. But if you give me Buchecha and Hodger, Hodger has, I'm going to choose Hodger. It can't be Hodger. It can't be Hodger. It has to be Buchecha. Fair. It has to be. 13 is bigger than 10. 6 is bigger than 5. Uh, choked out is bigger than not choked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? I don't know. This is crazy. No, because then you have to say that Bernardo Faria is better than Leandro Lowe. Um, people you, do say Some that. people do. I didn't say that that wasn't true. 
And also, I mean, if you really want to get specific, I mean, Bernardo Faria has a successful business. He created and BJ Fanatics. Like, I mean, and then you have to say that Marilo Santana is the greatest of all time ever because apparently he sends everybody in the training room. There are people who say that. that are not me. Apparently, apparently, Leandro Lowe has been on record being like every single match that I have in the Unity basement, right, against Leandro Lowe or against Marilo Santana, I lose. He smokes me. Yeah. Right. So you have to say that all those world championships that Leandro Lowe won are Marilo Santana's. Well, that some people will say that. Some people will say that Marilo is the is the practice room goat. Yeah, good and, for them. And some coaches claim oh. all their students' world titles. I I've even heard that he, uh, Marilo Santana even choked out Marcelo Garcia when they had like a private room training. Yeah. So oh. are you saying that Marilo Santana is the greatest of all time? Like secret underground dojo master? Are but we he, gonna, are we gonna have are we gonna have the backroom? We then have backroom goat champion. Well, we can we can actually do well, who's some of the greatest coaches, okay. right? Who's so, some of the greatest coaches? No, we'll go over greatest coaches in a minute. You want to do what? backroom goat champion? Yeah, backroom goat champion. It's Marillo. It has to be Marillo. You know why it's Marillo? Because what? a bunch of fucking idiots on Reddit told me it was Marillo. And I'm like, yeah. okay, what else? So I've... apparently he's tapped out JT Torres on the mat. Everyone. Okay. At Keenan Cornelius, um, um, Leandro Lowe. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Hall told a story where they were training and he, like Marillo would like tap him once or twice around, but he felt like he was holding back. And he's like, no, man. Don't hold back. Like, really give it to me. And he tapped him like 50 times, <laughs> like in one round. He just <laughs> shredded him. I have a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> So first of all, I mean, shout outs to Murillo and his immense pressure. Shout outs to Murillo. Shout outs to Murillo. Shout outs to the holes in the wall. Um, One time I was being, I was in Mount and I had tape on my wrist and my wrist got stuck under him so that I tapped and he looks at me, he's like, yo, what happened? And I was like, oh, you you just wrist locked me and I'm getting ready. I'm like, all right, finally, get, get him off of me. He moved my hand out the way, get a cross face. We continued the round from there, and he proceeded oh, no, to he's try. Bugging. <laughs> he's bugging. That's crazy. Um, backroom goat. Yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna go Marillo for sure. Yeah, of there course it has to be Marillo. He um, sent everybody. Backroom goat. He tapped. He taps out the uh, the Meow Brothers back to back. It's like yeah. give me that one now. Now they give me that one. Two v one. Yeah. <laughs> he tapped them out two v one when they asked for their money back. <laughs> who is some? Who do you think is a great coach? Um, a goat, greatest goat coach of all time probably has to be. He's gonna say Guy Mendes. It has to or, be or I guess some right because because if you're gonna say Guy, you have to put both of them. So it's no, like, you don't have to put both of them. Apparently, Hafa Mendes is like a backroom incel. He doesn't like leave his room. Doesn't leave his computer. I don't know. He was just training with Titan in the garage. So. Yeah, but that I, I <laughs> he's looking that, very big in that picture. He looked like he's a hundred and ninety pounds. I'm like, oh, why'd you pick the picture where Titan is dead looking at your abs? I'm like, there were other pictures you could pick. Like, come on, what we doing? know I picked that picture. Yeah, of yeah, course. course. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be Guy Mendes. Right, he realistically right. Gordon Ryan, and people are gonna like John Danaher. Not writers gonna be like, it's John Danaher. It's John Danaher. It's John Danaher, right? Nah. But here's the shift. thing: everybody who John Danaher found, right, they were already pretty well established athletes. Gary Tonin was already an ADCC veteran. Um, he was actually studying under Tom DeBlas, right? Uh, Gordon Ryan was already under, studying under Gary Tonin. Um, Eddie Cummings. I believe it's like one of his homegrown athletes, but there's some beef in there. There were some people who say that like uh, John Danaher basically stole all of Garrett, uh, Eddie Cummings' uh, leg lock innovations and basically claimed them in his own. Um, I mean, there's always going to be those types of things. Of course. But what I'm saying is that no one has homegrown athletes. Basically, I take you from nothing and turn you into a superstar like Guy Mendes. And to do that with like, we've all taught kids classes and we know how challenging that is. Yeah. Granted, we can, you can get as specific as you want about the privilege or whatever, but to do that with so many kids and to like, like if you were talking about percentage, he has a high success rate. Like all the kids that go and they continue and they pursue yeah. jujitsu, they at some point win some high level tournament. Like all the names that are popping up now, you can go back to like the beginning and they were there as kids. You which know is what? Crazy. If we're talking about this, 
Now, he doesn't have as much of a say in these athletes' competitive career now, but if you're talking about cultivating young talent, then we have Floyd. to... Floyd. Team Floyd alerted. Team Lord Irving? No. <laughs> Actually, that might be a strong case because J.D. Torres, Kenny Cornelius... Yeah, no, I coached him. Muhammad to, Ali. Shout out to uh, Jimmy Harbison, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All these guys came out of that camp. That's not actually what I'm going to say. Cicero Costa. Yeah. yeah. This is something that a lot of people forget. Yes. Both the Meow brothers, Diego Pato, Talison Soares, Leandro Lowe, Marillo Santana, all of these people came out of that camp. Gustavo Batista trained Gustavo out Batista, there. Gustavo Batista, uh, his wife. Kanan Duarte. Kanan Duarte. So what was crazy is like they were, um, I forgot the name they used, but it was like for like- it was for poor get, kids. Yeah, it was for poor kids, and it was to yeah. get you out of trouble. Like yeah. it was like that's where the sleeping on the mats. Project like, Social Lutando Parabem. Yes. Yeah. It's like a social project fighting for good. Right? Yeah. So, all of these athletes came out of that specific camp. Now, of course, Kanan went to uh, Altos. So did uh, Gustavo Batista. Actually, followed Leandro Lowe to New School Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then betrayed him. Like Etu Butte style to go to Altos. Crianch. Cre- that, that was mega Crianch, bro. They had super beef, right? Uh, did they? I don't yes. remember. Because I, I well, that's I, the Crianch episode where we said that that shit is fucking fake and so stupid. So he, here's where it is fake and stupid because um, Gustavo, like Leandro Lowe, literally said, like, oh, you have a good Nika. Let's go train together at my new school. And Gustavo Batista was like, bet, because I'm way too big for like all these small guys at uh, uh, Cicero Costa. And then uh, um, Gaval was like, I'll give you 50 grand a year, right? Come train at Altos. And that's was, what happened? Yeah. And then oh. Leandro Lowe, and then he asked Leandro Lowe, he's like, yo, Gaval's giving me money to train like can you match it and Langelo was like no you should just train with me because I'm your master and he was like nah bro I'm gonna go I'm oh, gonna go get money I didn't know right that. so actually him and Tati uh his his girlfriend now wife at the time yes I forgot what her name is oh, man. his then wife now girlfriend yes yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> right got his, his tenses mixed up um I forget but she's also a great athlete I think she's a world champion in her own right yes but <clears throat> they both left to go to autos right um Bro, if I leave a gym, of course I'm taking my black belt girlfriend. It has to happen. Yeah, well, duh. 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 We're both. So watch out. Watch right. out for when Ray gets his black belt girlfriend. So <laughs> that'll be dating <laughs> dating in jiu-jitsu part three. <laughs> Ray has a black belt girlfriend. Yeah, and I have to redact every I have to delete the first two episodes. He's gonna delete the first two episodes. That's the real reason he's, he's hating on uh Fionn's man. But that should be me. Um, Talison Soares now fighting out of AOJ, who fought out of unity for a long time and was fighting under the Cicero Costa flag for also a long time. Yeah. Shout out to Meow Brothers, same thing. Um, what's up? Uh, the Jonas Andrade came Jonas out Andrade of there. Jonas Andrade came out of there. Uh, Diego Pato, who's now one of the best rising stars in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, two-time world champion, um, current leading, um, I guess, prospect to win ADCC this year. Luisa Montero, that was his wife. Luisa name. Montero. Uh, but Diego Pato also came out of um, uh, Cicero Costa. Cicero Costa can also be argued to be one of the greatest coaches of all time. No, yeah, now. A lot of these athletes left in their color belt careers to go on to other gyms. So one could say that the, the black belt um, competition level is very different. And sure. a lot of these people like Guy Mendez, who now coaches Talis and Soares and Diego Pato, right? Um, helped them achieve stardom at the uh, black belt level. But who cultivated his talent? Cicero Costa. Yeah. So a lot of people uh, forget that name too. Um, any other for go- uh, greatest coaches of all time? Fabio. Fabio who? Fabio Gogrel. Oh, oh Fabio Gurgel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a good one. The yeah. commander. The commander. <laughs> the the Alianza commander. Yeah. Right? Um, Fuck that dude. <laughs> How about Can you expand on that? Yeah, I just don't know anything about him. Okay. Um, How about that? Nah, but I, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, who fought on your Alianza? Uh, Marcus Pesesha, uh, Lucas Lepre, Cabrinha. But here's the thing. When it, like, everybody says, like, yeah, Fabio Gurgel, the commander, 13 team, 13 team world titles, right? 
I wonder how much of a hand he really has. Like, is he like going to everybody's hotel room, like Morello Santana style, and giving them like the the free privates in the hotel room, or is he just like the guy whose name is on the paper and like the guy whose name is on the the I'm, deed? I'm pretty you know? sure like everything he was more hands on at the beginning, but now that you have just so many um, schools and affiliates and shit, it's hard to keep a, a track of all that shit. So. Now, I imagine that he's not as hands-on, but he's like, when unless it's time to get paid. He's like, yo, send me my money. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how hands-on uh, Fabio Gargiela is. I know when you ask Lucas Lepri, I know when you ask uh, Marcus Buchecha, all these people was like, no, he was my coach. He's sensei, os. Like, they all like credit everything to him. But a lot of these athletes, you know, are, you know... Um, Brainwash. No, yeah, brain. <laughs> yeah, brainwash. And they did also like train at schools where Fabio Grigel wasn't the head coach. You know. Yeah. So, uh, who was the other guy? The other um, Alianza guy. Um, Cobrini. God, Cobrini? No, not Cobrinha. Oh, yes, Cobrinha too. But the other, the Spider Guard player. Um, Los oh, Angelo. Mike Langley. Mike Langley, right? He who is now the head coach at Alianza. Yeah, he's right? he's he's an underrated one. I think. He he is also like um. A Gurgel cell, right? He's like Fabio Gurgel, Tommy, everything I know about guard, right? So, and also Fabio Gurgel is a great athlete in his own right. I think he's like a multiple time. Um, Nicholas Marigali's coach was from Mario Alias. Hayes. Mario Hayes. Yeah. Australia. But here's the thing Would you contribute all of Nicholas Marigali and Mario Hayes, who's also a world championship, who's also a world champion um, achievements to Fabio Gurgel? Would I what? Attribute all of their achievements because they're Aliante athletes not, not to Fabio Gujo? Not all of them. But, but I, I wouldn't do that with anyone. No. Yeah. But I do. I unless, do. Unless it's literally the situation where they're like the Cole, the Cole situation where as like they started as like a tiny child yeah. with that coach. And even then, in that case, because that's so unusual, I'm going to put it on the fact that the parents were, you know, had bands on bands on bands and yeah. believed in the worst humor lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. All right, everybody. So that has been episode 38 or 39, whichever it was. It's some type of episode. It All might right. be the one that gets us out of here. Sorry. Of the Latinx Card Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to listen to the ad-free version of the episode, please go to patreon.com forward slash Latin X Guard podcast. Shout out to all the chingones of the week. You guys are the backbones of the show. Without you, this show would not be possible. Go to patreon.com forward slash Latin X Guard podcast if you would like your name right out at the front end of the show or the back end of the show. Either way, we love you. Go shout out to Tim Watson, Jim O'Brien, Kitsuch Fong, Alex Bez, Leo, Alan Chang, Mila Patel, Oscar Cruz, Kahanga Man, Van Zetti, and John Bronzo. You guys are the chingones of the week. Yo, shout outs to Pendejo of the week, right? Oh. Right? So, Pendejo of the week goes to Dylan Dennis again, right? What did he do? What, he, what did he do? He just claims he's a goat in like every single week. Class. Oh, fuck Dylan oh. Dennis, man. Fuck that guy. He's like, mm. I am the greatest gay athlete of all time. Uh, and I would smoke everybody. Give me give me the, the Punjabi uh, time pit. That's it. I would smoke everybody, right? But fuck him. Fuck it. Yo, if you would like exclusive access to early content, right? Exclusive access to ad-free episodes, please go to patreon.com forward slash Latinx card podcast. If you would like an ad read, if you uh, like those ads or hate those ads, go to patreon.com forward slash Latinx card podcast. Either way to have your company or your products ad read on our show. You can find me or the podcast at Latinx card podcast on Instagram or at Rockway Mundo on Instagram. You can find Jobani at Jobani underscore Rosario. And you can find Grahalas at Chairman underscore Fu. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We really appreciate it. Goodbye.